1: podcast starts now Ooh, what's up idiots and welcome to Straightia lab the only podcast that's about two gay guys unpacking straight culture and also not about that at all george how are you
0: for the last few weeks i have come in completely blank and use and The least we can do, I think, is come in with some semblance of what we're going to talk about in the intro. I mean, I do think we owe that to our listeners. Well, Uh, I mean,
1: to counterpoint, I don't think we owe our listeners anything. We give them a weekly show that's, you know, sometimes over an hour long and we self produce. And, you know, this is sort of, we don't get paid. We actually pay to have this hosted on a website, which is insane. Um,
0: That's too much. That's, (laughs) okay. You know, sometimes hearing something that you know is true, but you, have blocked out is really jarring. And when you just said that we pay to put this podcast out, it really made me clench in a way I haven't in many months. It
1: takes it to a new level because on, you know, level one, you're like, well, we put this out for free. Sure. Sure. We do a lot for free. That's normal Um, for comedians. It shouldn't be necessarily, but Mm. you know, you know, not, not for us such talented and experienced comedians, but it is sometimes unfortunately normal for us as well. And then you hear level two, which is actually that we, um, pay to put it out and, and that's sort of a a crazy little step that one forgets about
0: it i don't i it, it, once again i don't i really don't want to i don't want to think about in our defense <laughs> please you're you're being asked
1: to defend us
0: well first of all i have two things to say. first of all you had a counterpoint that we don't owe our listeners anything i just want to counter counterpoint that and say actually we owe our listeners a lot because mm. our listeners as someone recently as as uh Past guest Stephen Phillips Horst uh, pointed out to me today, our listeners are uniquely erudite and intelligent and are very good at leaving reviews in a way that I have to say a lot of other podcast listeners are not.
1: You know, I think you're right. And I think it's important to pit uh, podcast listeners against each other. And people that listen to our podcast definitely are better than people that listen to other podcasts. They
0: are. And they are all going to compete for the death in a dodgeball tournament that we're paying for.
1: (laughs) That we're actually, we're renting the space. That's a lot of money. We're going to have refreshments. Of course, we're paying for that. Mm
0: -hmm, Uh, We mm -hmm. bought
1: the balls. Those are non-returnable. Once we, you know, throw them a few times, they're basically uh, worthless to the company. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but it's, you know, it's worth it because the exposure- we're getting
0: branded balls. It's like, it's a really, we're actually getting like branded straighter lab balls made in the United States by uh, former Bernie staffers.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, we're putting them back to work. It's it's sort of our way of giving back.
0: And the other thing I wanted to say, just to return to your assert, your point about the fact that we pay to put out our podcast Is again, in our defense, you know, we started, we had eight episodes that we did record with a real life producer and then, and then quarantine hit, of course, in March. And we said, we're going to put these five episodes out. You know, we have them, whatever. Why not start putting them out? And by five weeks time, this whole thing will be over and we can go back to recording with our producer in person. Sure enough, in eight weeks, it was not over. And we started recording on Zoom thinking once again, maybe we'll do two Zooms, three Zooms, Maybe we'll do five episodes on Zoom, and then things will be back to normal, and then we'll start recording again. Cut to almost a year later. We're almost at our one-year anniversary, and we are still recording on Zoom and paying fees on maybe three different platforms, one for editing, one for releasing, um, and one for recording. And no sign of the pandemic stopping or of us kind of selling the podcast to a network or getting any money, sponsorships, ads, none of that. So- um, in conclusion no,
1: no this is definitely that feeling when the pod, the the pandemic did not end after roughly eight weeks yes and I very much that time
0: we... thing in that we thought it's that time thing and that we thought and that we kept making miscalculations when it came to time uh-huh we definitely and, did that and and to kind of um our guest has not listened to this episode because it's not out yet but to kind of <laughs> call back to the sydney episode which will have been released by this point it harkens back to the idea of straight society as a series of miscommunications, mm-hmm. and so in that sense, our podcast is true to its title, straight.
1: Well, that's pretty roundabout. If I were grading that essay, I'd say um, B plus. You know, I feel you got there, but I feel you made some jumps, and I'm honestly not sure about the conclusion.
0: Wow, this is very like you're you're giving me a very undergrad level analysis? Because what you don't understand is that the ultimate point of the theoretical humanities is to go around in circles over and over again without reaching any kind of conclusion.
1: Well, you know, you're sort of, um, it's funny that you would mention that I'm giving you undergrad, because, you know, that's actually, you know, for someone as uneducated like me, sort of the only education I have. Yes. Um, And and it's so, (laughs) and it's so
0: tragic, because you're so stuck in this mindset of like, We need to make points that add up to a conclusion. Whereas I've learned that the way it works is you kind of just throw big words out there and then occasionally say something along the lines of, which brings us back to the neoliberalization of the canon.
1: You know, it sucks because, uh, you know, I could, I can sometimes just be saying something that is true about myself and. You know, I could be like, oh, I'm I'm hungry. And you right. would be like, well, that's pretty undergrad of you to think. Right. It's very <laughs>
0: rudimentary. Yeah, it's in, in fact, um, I would say addressing basic needs or the idea of cause and effect or even human language, um, <laughs> just straightforwardly speaking, without mm-hmm. talking solely in metaphors and puns, is... Um, I don't know. It's just, it's something I deal with when I interact with you and, uh-huh. and I can, I can kind of turn my brain off in a way so I can, so I can be able to communicate, but it is difficult for me.
1: You know, one good thing I think, and um, this is definitely 100% correct. You know, despite that uh, timeline wise, I am older than you. I think the fact that you have a grad degree and I only mm. have an undergrad degree makes yeah. me always younger.
0: Right. And that is that time thing. <laughs>
1: that is that time thing it's it's I'm like always sort of like um starry-eyed looking around like wow this is my life look at me in the dorms where right you're the bright-eyed
0: ingenue and I'm the professor accused of
1: (laughs) problematic (laughs) blocks yeah so that's just sort of a difference um so you know while you maybe have the intellectual high ground I have the ultimate high ground which is um uh, I am educationally younger
0: right and and whereas i understand that high and low are outdated modernist categories that we should abandon as quickly as possible before we turn back into fascism
1: sure sure and i just say okay grandpa right <laughs> to which i say
0: that to which i say grandpa means that i'm young
1: because those categories are outdated i'm like this is a debate like this literally we could have podiums we could be like politicians with this debate like imagine (laughs) i feel like we are like sparring in a way that i never expected from
0: right but once again a debate that's so high school you know i for me it's more of a you know it's What's happening now is more of a an eternal conversation started by the ancient Greeks.
1: <laughs> Can I tell you something really embarrassing that kind of yes. combines both topics? One time when I was a, f- a freshman in college, I uh, auditioned for the debate society because it was like really pretentious. And mm-hmm. I was like, I want to be pretentious. And I think you've literally said this on the podcast before. <laughs> really? I just fully ate it. like like they were like i was like i do improv and they're like so do you think improv is art and i was like yeah in some respects And they're like do you think murder is art and i was like um, um, um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god whereas i
0: in the at that well actually no not at that age but maybe a little bit older if someone was like do you think murder is art i'd be like thanks for asking me i've been really contemplating this for months
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. um Well, I was in debate in high school and my biggest shame is that, so, you know, I moved to Greece when I was 12 or 13 and then we did debate, but it was in English. So it was a lot of like Greek kids doing it in their second language. But I was like, oh my God, I got this. Like literally I was just living in New Jersey, the birthplace of Western debate. And so (laughs) I thought I was going to be like the biggest star and sure enough, Three people from my high school made the national team, and I was the alternate.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> and I was <laughs> like,
1: they have accents. <laughs> <laughs> That's so messed up. I know. Well, I'm sorry, but I think you, uh, by independently producing a podcast that you pay for, you've proved them all wrong.
0: I completely agree, and I also want to say when I when I said they had accents, that was me imitating. a a problematic past version of myself that was so self-hating about my Greek heritage that I was in fact xenophobic about people that were in fact native to the country I was in, which was my own country, but they were speaking another language, which was of the country that I used to live in.
1: Mm, Okay. I, when you said that to be completely radical, transparent, I heard that and I was like, what is he talking about? I'm just going to move on.
0: Oh no, it was because (laughs) I was in Greece. They were debating in English, but that was their second language. Whereas I was like, you know grew up bilingual and thought i had the upper hand on the english language
1: oh okay well thanks for explaining george how often do you hear what i say not understand what i'm saying and say i'm just going to ignore that and move on
0: i would say anytime you're talking about lord of the rings okay um
1: yeah i feel like for you it's like when you bring up like a random woman from new york magazine or um you know honestly any like media figure who is um like not julia roberts like mm. <laughs> i'm always like oh so true like yeah I know, yeah um and you know a lot of times you'll just say like like a word and right. i'll be like i love that word I don't know what it is, but I'll come back to it. I'll look it up, and maybe enough context will <laughs> flow out that I will. Make I do.
0: It. I, I do. First of all, thank you so much for saying that. But I think you are maybe overselling um, the sophistication of my of my of my various r- uh, rants on this podcast.
1: No, you're right. I'm. Yeah, I'm overselling it. And yeah, thank that's you. My bad.
0: <laughs> and also, oftentimes, what will happen, and this is, I think, something people who are listeners that are much smarter than me have noticed, is that when I feel intellectually insecure, my way of dealing with that is just saying as many words as possible,
1: mm-hmm.
0: regardless of the order or the meaning or the way the sentence
1: <laughs> fit together. I wish I had that. When I feel insecure, I, get, I, I clam up, you know, I get quiet.
0: Right. Well, recently, um, my boyfriend, friend of the pod, my boyfriend told me <laughs> that... Oftentimes, ranting incoherently is a sign of intellect. It's because it means like, oh, you have such a difficult time organizing all your complex thoughts that the best you can do is kind of come up with a word salad. And, you know, if you just sound confident in what you're saying, then the people listening to you will think it's their fault that they can't understand.
1: Well, (laughs) you know, I bet after he told you that, he knew he was getting a blow job. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 oh. you know, I bet I bet he was like, oh, George is upset. Let me tell him that his uh incoherent rambling is a sign of intelligence so I can get my damn blow job.
0: <laughs> well,
2: wow.
1: Um, I think it's time to bring in our guest. What do you I, think? I think you're a hundred percent correct. Um Indeed. <laughs> um, now talk about a friend of the pot. This is someone
0: As many, in fact, podcast reviewers have pointed out, many of our guests do not listen to the podcast, barely know who we are, and come in (laughs) wanting to basically sabotage our entire careers. Not the case with the following guests.
1: The following guest has heard our podcast, which is huge credit. (laughs) One of the huge things
0: about our guests is that they have, in the past, listened to our podcast. (laughs)
1: So there's going to be no surprises, no tricks, no traps, just full-on, intelligent, thoughtful, coherent conversations.
0: Yeah. Um, is that, do you think what someone who has listened to our podcast is coming prepared with? Thoughtful, intelligent, coherent conversation?
1: <laughs> no. But a girl can dream. Um, please welcome to the stage, give a glamour girl hootie who. Hooty hoo, <laughs> hooty hoo. <laughs> For Spike binder hey hey bitch how's it going
3: what's (laughs) up (laughs) salat
1: Ugh, spike spike seriously how are you um
3: i'm great i everything is fine and chill how are you both
1: (laughs) i'm doing really really well actually um You know, Spike, before we started recording, you were like, can you hear the city street from my computer? And I was like, oh, my God, we hear that all the time. And now I'm like, no, you're right. Like, we actually hear it a lot, which I think is great. And I think um, uh, it is the fourth guest of this podcast.
0: Oh, I haven't. Well, I do think the city of New York is the fourth fourth guest of this podcast all the time, especially when our guests are um, zooming in from any other city. (laughs) (laughs) Now, your background, Spike, is stonehenge
3: yeah well it's actually i googled um druid stone and oh. it's one of oh. the ones that's not stonehenge but yeah i just i oh, it's like one of the to... indie
0: druid stones yeah,
3: yeah it's one of the lesser known ones you probably haven't even heard that. <laughs> everybody thinks it's stonehenge but it's not um, so guilty. Everyone's go so
0: um, to. Funny. Be like, oh yeah, you went to
1: Stonehenge. I went to a different. Henge. I went to
3: Krogrog. Like,
1: what Oh my doing? god, that's such a touristy druid stone. Like, no, it's like
3: there's a McDonald's there. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: what but it's really good Stonehenge a nice and a McDonald's
3: in? I would love. I would go. Me there. too.
0: That would be really nice. They should do that.
3: Yeah, we get a combo meal. Um. I like you, George, recently moved. So Ooh. it's just like an empty bare walled room. Oh,
0: well, that has never stopped me from zooming in and completely humiliating myself. <laughs> no. I just was like,
3: eh, let me let me be with Although,
0: you. Although I have to say, um to everyone listening that one of her last two emails in the Stradio Lab gmail account are one is titled george's mic and it's someone explaining to me why my mic doesn't work and the other one is titled george's apartment and it's someone (laughs) offering me uh, their services as an interior designer and i may take them up on it i have not decided yet because i'm ordering a few things and seeing if i could do it by myself first but the point is uh the Live email has become people desperately trying to help me pull it together
3: well, if any listeners of this episode want to offer advice or critique about my life, um you can fuck off.
0: <laughs> but Does anyone uh, uh, wants to recommend any indie dru- what are, what is you called Druid Stones? Druid yeah, Stone. I, I
3: Googled Druid Stone. It's in so
0: interesting that your mind would immediately I was if I were to try to Google Stonehenge without I guess I would do like stone formation.
3: Well, I I just like the I I was like not expecting there to even be anything but illustrations. I was so pleasantly surprised about these rocks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What were those tall metal things that popped up everywhere? And then everyone was like, obelisks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Did we find out what, like, advertising agency was sort of slapping? I don't know. It's going to be, like, a jewel commercial for the Super Bowl, like, this year. Totally. 100%. Yeah. That was fishy from the beginning. I was like... uh, These are popping up everywhere, and we're writing an article about it. How
3: weird.
0: It would be crazy, though, if it turned out they were, like, signs from extraterrestrial life and all and we are all so jaded that everyone's like, What is this? A fucking Motorola razor ad? And then the aliens are like beep, beep, boop, boop.
3: <laughs> Yeah, because that's what all aliens sound
1: like. <laughs> I mean, we like their ships so sad that we think that we're too jaded to realize they're trying to help us. If I saw a real life spaceship and an alien walk out of it, I my first instinct would be like, "Okay, what viral marketing thing is this?" <laughs> Where's Ashton
3: <Right>. Kutcher? <laughs> <laughs> Ashton Kutcher. He, we're <laughs> the um, show that's still on right now. You well, you know is? now it's hosting chance a chance happen. <laughs> oh really? It's wait, it is still on. Yes, on Quibi. So he's like punking people with like sort of like Scrooge like events of like, you know, things that shake them to their core and make them Well, here's the thing with faith.
0: Yes. And and this is and I'm I say this as a former Quibi employee, the issue with Quibi is and I think the Punk reboot is such a perfect encapsulation of this. It's like you are rebooting something that hinged upon Ashton Kutcher's air as kind of like a dickhead kind of like a you know a slightly mean-spirited guy who's just like trying to prank his friends. Yes. You can't then replace him with someone whose entire thing is being like smarmy and nice.
3: Yeah, but like a like yeah, like pillar of community kind of thing yeah. where it's like that you're jumping out and right me. it's I can
0: literally I imagine Chance Rapper coming out and being like gotcha and this brings me to income inequality, yeah. you know, like <laughs> Yeah. So anyway. It,
1: it does feel picked almost at random. Um <laughs> wait, now I now I was about to bring up a topic and now I'm so embarrassed. Why? What did you think of um Elon Musk tweeting um oh my God. free comedy or whatever? Legalized comedy. It's legalized comedy. I was like, who what did
3: what special did you watch that made you that when you Google the person and realize, you know, articles coming up of how shitty that person now has been exposed to be made you think to go take to Twitter for that, but not name them. And I'm wondering
0: who it I is. I know. Well, it it's a more general thing where I always, when people write things like that or even have more general, I don't know, you know when you like don't know what something is referencing, but someone will be like, someone will be like maybe if we left our bubbles, things like this wouldn't happen, period, you know, and then you're like trying to work your way back. It just it's alarming that everyone is constantly like operating on a different everyone constantly thinks the top story is something different. And when you think you get what the big, big story of the day is, you then realize it's literally only within your like 15 person friend group when you try to talk to anyone else outside of that.
1: Yes. Um, I've been so annoyed. Not to, t- not to Twitter roundup. I know this is uh, one of the most um, boring things that, that people hate, but I, it's, I'm going to keep it general. When people watch like a congressional hearing and like oh live tweet it, and are just like, "Um, Jim Jordan needs to like get with it." I'm like this is not a take like this is so boring you're like what clout are you trying to get from live tweeting a congressional hearing like this sucks
0: wait i once did that for a te- <laughs> for a tech hearing for one of the hearings with like mark zuckerberg because in my mind i was like i don't know i just think anything i i'm like whenever mark zuckerberg is in front of congress i'm like this is the big like everyone's watching this right and then it's like no no one's watching it you fucking psycho <laughs>
1: Well, George, I'm sure yours were thoughtful and. Um... No, no, they they were not. Spike, um, what uh, CEO or um, public figure would you live tweet their congressional hearing for? I'm so sorry about the. <laughs> One second. <Ooh. laughs> oh my about... god! <laughs>
3: Party in here. Ooh, a oh beep my beep. goodness! <laughs> Bring me along. I'm a to
2: it's long. Not I'm your question. Along. No. <laughs>
3: Ooh. Wow, this is a yeah. long one. Yeah, it's because we heard them from so far away. But it's a one-way street, so they're only they're only going. It's never like. Yeah, otherwise,
0: if it was a two-way street, they'd be going back and forth forever.
3: <laughs> that happened where you still live. That yeah, like usually
0: a... happens with ambulances, is they kind of
3: just. <laughs> they like to cover their bases and go both ways. If they're allowed. What What CEOs congressional hearing? When I and you can't
0: play? say Julia Roberts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's the only person that Sam knows. I'm like honestly. I'm, trying to think of ceos what if it was i have a really
0: good answer for this okay you want
2: to know what it
0: is yeah. yeah okay my answer is what if gwyneth paltrow ceo of goop was like sold something that was so misleading you're like she really sold like snake oil and then had to be interrogated before congress about like the ethics of her website
1: yeah i mean that would be iconic I would love to see that, and I'd be on her side. Like
3: fucking overnight oats.
1: (laughs) That I would. I mean, that if that were being live tweeted, because that even feels more like an event. Like Mark Zuckerberg now, him getting like interviewed by Congress. It's like okay, like I've seen it, babe.
0: Yeah, it's a Tuesday. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, Spike. What did you say about overnight oats?
3: I said I would eat that shit up like overnight oats. Mm.
0: Can I ask you something? Do you like overnight oats? Because I think it's like one of the biggest scams.
3: I just said that because you said it would be Gwyneth Paltrow. No, 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 I know. (laughs) I've never made them.
0: (laughs) Okay. I just, Sam, have you?
1: No, I've never even heard of them. Okay,
0: if you've made overnight oats, please email Stradiolab at gmail.com. And we can have a little kiki about it since no one here is listening to me.
3: I just make it the regular way with hot water.
0: Right. No, that's the correct way. Even it's though, funny that overnight oats has been sold as like the better solution when it's like it takes a full night.
3: It takes a full night. It's cold. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's like a percolation. <laughs>
0: like oh my God, Sam. Shh. <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> it's the season. Tis the season.
0: Wait, should we do our first segment? Sure. Okay
1: like um, so you know the drill This is called Straight Shooters And it's a series of rapid fire questions In order to gauge your familiarity with straight culture And you've listened to it So you understand how this segment weirdly works It's weird because I kind of forget The rules every time Well that's mm. partially because there aren't really rules And partially because there are rules Am mm-hmm. I fucking you up yet? no because you haven't
0: asked the question yet
1: although we did decide last time that the
0: way we're at least conceptualizing it is as like a rorschach test for your place within straightness communities Uh, yes wait what so it's kind of like we give (laughs) you two things so it's kind of like we give you two things and then whichever one you gravitate towards just naturally says something about your relationship to straightness that you don't even know. We know because we're both the doctors. Okay,
3: God. Okay, yeah.
1: Well, okay, George, kick us off.
0: Wait, can you kick us off?
1: Yes. Okay, Spike. Evangelicals or Jellicle cats? Evangelicals.
0: Spike. Alfrey Woodard or Albert Knobs?
3: <laughs> I, uh, I don't know what those are. <laughs> I'm going to say Albert Knobs.
1: Um, Okay Spike, T.S. Eliot or T.S.A.? I don't know what those are.
3: No, um. (laughs) (laughs)
1: T.S.A.
0: Um, Restoring the soul of America or repairing your stomach lining by switching to an anti-inflammatory diet?
1: Restoring the soul of America. Mm. Briefcase, backpack, knapsack or keepsake? Keepsake. Canada Dry or America First?
3: America first.
1: Kristen Wiig, Rachel Dratch, or my funny friend, Sarah? <laughs> my funny friend, Sarah. <laughs> Love Sarah. <laughs> and
3: still still finally, so
0: funny. the fall of Rome or the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford?
3: The assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford.
0: I have to say already, and we haven't figured out a new scoring mechanism, you're gravitate- gravitating towards a lot of America... Related answers. Oh, I can't yeah. even decide because you gravitated towards both America First, which is Donald Trump's slogan, and Restoring the Soul of America, which is Joe Biden's slogan. So you really are a bipartisan uh, enthusiast.
3: Yeah. I- what I was trying to relate to in terms of the concept of straightness is yes. um, commitment. Yeah. To a theme, regardless right. of its actual content. <gasps>
0: mm-hmm. Okay, I think commitment to a theme, regardless of its actual content, is, you're very wise to point out, very straight. And also, very much, like, that's, like, very much what electoral politics is. It's like, no matter what's going on, everyone walks in every day and, and everyone's like, did everyone dress for the theme? Democracy?
3: Yes. And What's straighter than that?
0: <sighs> Sam, what do you think?
1: <gasps> um... You know, I uh, I <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, uh, I feel like I was called on while I was like <laughs> like uh, like falling asleep in class.
3: You're falling apart. You have I'm Mad like, magazine behind the
1: math textbook. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like um 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 um. Uh, no, Is I start. I think, um, democracy and, um, commitment to a theme is, um, all very straight. Like you're both saying, and, um, can I go to the bathroom? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Spike, were you a good student? Be honest.
3: Um, honestly, it depended on the teacher. No, um, <laughs> I was, uh, I was like good when I was good and wasn't when I wasn't. And I also definitely only tried at the things that were fun. Like, mm. did me.
0: you grow up in LA?
3: Yeah, I'm from, born and raised in Los Angeles.
0: Okay, State. so you're like had
3: classes in feelings.
1: No, well, <laughs> I'm <laughs> wow. All right, George jumped out. I love when you. Do that. <laughs> that was when I
3: went to liberal arts college here in New York. Oh, um,
0: that's right,
1: you did. Oh, you did. Yeah.
3: yeah, I did. But um, it was it was yeah. When I went to high school in L.A., our high school was in a, a leased building,
2: hmm. so oh.
3: it, it was like always this kind of thing of like it might not be here next year Ooh, they
2: got exciting.
3: Race, and we might get kicked out of this building but where the high school is which was a really weird like impermanence aspect that i think like defined my experience there and we were graded on a rubric that had seven different habits there
2: were you go
0: art and habits now we're talking
3: things.
1: i love that
3: was, Wait, what are the habits based on? The habits or, of the heart and the habits of the mind. The habits no. of the heart are like connection, collaboration, and oh, fuck. Oh my I'm god! I'm sorry. So I
0: asked, "Were you? <laughs> did yeah. you take classes in feelings as a joke?" And your answer to that is, "No, of course not." But we were judged based on habits of the heart.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's not even just something that small. It's like sure, every single student. Got graded on the same rubric, which was yeah. seven columns, yeah. three part, four mind that you, that had each had a habit. One was like evidence was a habit of the mind, like all the ways that you could do a group project. You right. were graded on even more so in the habits of the heart because collaboration had extra weight. Yeah. And um, yeah, all of these things like prepared me to kind of like be where I'm at now, which is um, I work outside every day picking up poop.
2: Mm.
0: (laughs)
3: So (laughs) I'm, I'm excelling.
0: Would you say picking up poop? So you're referencing, of course, your uh, career as a dog walker. And would you say picking up poop is a habit of the mind or a habit of the heart?
3: It's a habit of ethical behavior, which was another category on the rubric. Oh,
2: great.
0: Wow.
3: (laughs) Wait, there were more? They were more and it wasn't like we got A B C D I almost said E because we did not get grades. It was not like we got A B C D F grades. Right. We got like uh they were standards. So you got a does not meet standards, meets standards, approaches standards, which is should have said before meets or exceeds standards. So for
0: each. And that could be that would be your grade four habit of the heart.
3: It, no, it would be like seven columns under the column of evidence. It would be like student has shown work, student completed bibliography, I and see. you would get a meets and exceeds and approaches or a does not meets in each of those subcategories. Then the habit would get an average, and then your whole rubric would have seven different meets, does not meets, whatever you know. So it was like you're getting straight exceeds on a project. You did amazing. You got some does not meets because you didn't show up or you were late. On yeah. some like it was just it was bullshit i can't believe that i fucking did that
1: and it really is, is the first time i've it, ever explained it i feel yeah. insane <laughs> i mean that's the craziest thing i've ever heard that, they really are training you for
0: that. a life um kind of <laughs> working at buzzfeed and being like is this omg or lol
3: <laughs> i didn't even do that
0: i actually think that's how we should grade students i think a really fun no one steal this. A really fun dystopian film, kind of in along the lines of sorry to bother you, would be if Buzzfeed as a company took over the American educational system and everything was graded based on being an OMG, an LOL, a WTF. Or it and was so like- a student
3: <laughs> a student
0: would come in and they would like hand in their work and then they get it back and it would have a yellow sticker that said WTF. <laughs> yeah yeah you'd
3: get like a listicle at the end instead of your like (laughs) yeah exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) the teacher would give at the parent teacher conference give your parents a listicle that was like six times spike made me (laughs) 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 lol af (laughs)
3: and it's like a leslie nope like punching the air at the end (laughs) like
1: (laughs) but yeah i can definitely see the teacher like handing you a little slip that's like see me after class you're not getting nearly enough clicks like, you're clicking your way yeah, down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, God. And everyone would be like... And then, like, you know, every Democratic politician would be like, finally, we've reached the perfect public-private partnership with BuzzFeed. (laughs) Now all our students are getting clicks. (laughs) Oh, God. And then it would like, you know, there'd be like a controversy because like students in certain areas would be getting more clicks than students in other areas. And it would turn out that it's because they had faster Wi-Fi and the cable companies were in cahoots with BuzzFeed and the government. And then no one would get tried for any of the crimes.
1: I mean, this is a film. You've literally written a film.
0: Like I have. I'm actually, I've been writing it this whole time with my other hand.
3: <laughs> the one wow. hand that's not podcasting. <laughs> yeah, <yes>. are <laughs> using one to podcast and the other to write a movie, like, ambidextlessly. That's tight.
1: I've got one hand on my podcast <laughs> and the other one's writing a dystopian film. <laughs> Hell
3: Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs>
1: oh that was good thank you that's my good um, riff that's my musical uh it's it's parodying the jagged little pill musical um about george your life um writing a movie while um, (laughs) okay uh, producing a podcast
0: did you know the jagged little pill musical premiered wait guess what city the jagged little pill musical premiered in new york boston
1: wow Huh.
3: what a city to premiere in your musical
0: Yes. What are they written by Diablo of? Cody?
1: Really? Yeah. Wait, why? Why? Why were they like? Because no one here will come see it, so that's why it's kind of good. <laughs> I, started, like, I think maybe it was, like, was
0: more. Of, maybe it was more of a drier run. I just know this because a friend of mine um, photographed, like, was the you know he's a photographer and he photographed Diablo and Elianas for the Boston Globe when it was premiering.
1: Oh. Well, shout out to your friend and huge congrats.
0: One of the few things that when I moved from Boston to New York, one of the few things were when it came to New York, I was like, oh yeah, that was in Boston first.
1: (laughs) I love that. George, was it harder to move from Boston to New York or from uh, Greece to New Jersey? Go. (laughs) Well,
0: (laughs) so I moved from Greece to New Jersey when I was in first grade, but then from New Jersey to Greece when I was in... High school, which which one are we referring
1: to? Okay, we'll do the second one. High school is more. Um, okay,
0: so for you're asking me
1: whether it was harder to move to a cultural... different,
0: yeah, to <laughs> move to a different country when I was in the thick of puberty and closeted, versus moving from Boston to New York to pursue stand up comedy. Correct. Okay, hands down, moving from Boston to New York to pursue stand up <laughs> comedy. <laughs>
3: Here's what I th- also you can't. He- he being gay, but you chose
1: to be a comedian. Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> and ultimately, my parents accept me more for being gay than they do for being a comedian.
1: Tell me. Oh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine if my beautiful gay son went to undergrad,
2: grad, mm. and Stop.
1: then <laughs> tells me hey, I'm going to really, really go for this comedy thing, I would say, what is wrong with you? You, After all you've put me through, all this school, and now you want to go into bars, back rooms, and just sort of riff about shit you think about? No, not in my damn house. Yes, well, also
0: imagine it's like you come out <laughs> as gay, they're like, maybe he'll be creative, maybe he'll be artistic, and then you choose the straightest possible art form.
1: Yeah, it's sad. Mm. Uh, not to put put the spotlight on you but you were like kind of you were like you were like raised comedy right like you did like comedy comedy comedy
3: kind of i mean my so my parents are both comedians slash actors my mom um and dad raised us to not do comedy Uh... because they said we did that right it's very hard to be successful at it it's not stable and you should not do that or devote time in your life to that. And we will not like support you doing that.
0: <laughs> right, right. But
3: then I am funny. So they were like, oh, damn, we will support you. Okay, well, that's
0: <laughs> that nice. nice. That's yeah. a happy yeah. ending. They my- kept telling you, why don't you focus on your matters of the mind rather than <laughs> yes, the matters exactly. of the heart? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, um, and you
0: kept showing them your report card, which had like five hearts, but only two brains. And they were okay. like, Ay,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was I was, um, I was a, a love child out of wedlock. And I always feel like what a mistake. But it's too late now. And <laughs> now Wait, it's, were you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My parents were never married and they like never, ever got married. They just lived oh. together because I was born. Like, Interesting, and then, but they
0: did live together, and, and yeah, they just like together.
3: cohabitated and were like, "Oh, a child, okay, well, let's keep doing this."
0: And now they and are. It's very mature and and also very kind of it's California, very, very metropolitan.
3: Yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> it's it made me a little fucked up because they they wore rings and they told they said they were husband and wife, mm-hmm. but they never got married. And one day, me and my sister. Who also does comedy were like um looking in photo albums and she said spike i almost named myself and which happens every single time that i think about the past (sighs) she said spike um where we can't find the wedding photos like where are mom and dad's wedding photos and so we asked my parents and they kind of looked at each other like oh fuck like did you tell them like okay well we never got married and aren't married how old were you? I was 15. That? No. <laughs> yes. You see. I didn't... I was like, they're married. They wear rings. And it's like, because we're Jews, it's a traditional gold band. Yes. So it's just like, they always had a ring on, like, wasn't a thing.
0: Okay, but I have another... Sorry if this is too personal, but I have another question. What uh, Were they... Know? Did they seem, you know... <laughs> did they, did they they, they I, Clearly, if you hadn't noticed until you were 15, like, it's not like they were not talking to one another it's not like it was like a toxic environment like they they acted like a married couple
3: yeah like they slept in the same bed they definitely had love for each other it was definitely something though that was like an unspoken agreement i believe of at least on one side uh, being like once these kids are out of the house like where this is interesting gonna... but yeah for at least one member of the partnership that was the case
0: <laughs> and but... now and this is the last invasive question i'll ask now that you are out of the house are they still living together
3: no, they separated in pretty much the moment that I moved out of home. Got it. And they you're like, the youngest or the oldest? I'm the oldest of two. I'm 3.8 years older
1: than my sister. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That seems. Hey, Callie baby. And they do things yeah. a little bit different.
3: <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da 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 da. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> summertime wow. sublime love it boy
1: for life you know wow uh,
3: <laughs> that's i'm
1: really, really taking
0: it it really it, i have to say the drama of being 15 and finding out a family secret like that there's nothing like it i found out a family secret that was much darker um oh. when i was slightly oh, wow. younger than that Good. which off, i am not going to talk about on the podcast but like <laughs> it is something where like you know when you start getting to that age where like people can finally be honest with you
3: yes it's
0: there's such an excitement to that although also a loss of innocence
1: you guys your version of like um being that age is like george finding out this dark secret that you won't tell us and spike finding out your parents um weren't actually married my version of that is like like Finding out Santa isn't real, like that was my. Like, yeah, how I, old were you when you find out Santa wasn't real? I don't know, like eleven or twelve. But I was oh, like, wow, my parents are treating me like an adult. I'm sorry, hold, hold on. Luke hold on. In shock. Well,
2: no,
3: like,
1: no,
3: I mean, I'm Jewish, so I'm born knowing he's not real. But,
1: but like, <laughs> well, no, no, no. But like, hear me out. Like, I knew, like, I was like old enough to know. But they like told me, like, no, we like. Like, like we're gonna, like we want you to help, like set up for like your little brother while he goes through it. And I was like, oh wow, like I get to be in on the like how it works. And then Um, how it works is that he's not real. Well, you know, you get it. I don't know (laughs) if we do. I don't. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not being weird. You guys are the ones with like weird secrets. Like, like (gasps) I'm not being weird.
0: I do not call my secret that I will not disclose weird. It's obviously very normal and I'm not disclosing it for normal reasons.
3: <laughs> one of my favorite like one early reveals was um that's that's not grandma's roommate, that's grandma's girlfriend. Ooh. Yes, oh, that's a fun one. That's it was like one. unspoken because she had been out for many years while my father was a child. But yeah. growing up it was like Aunt Rebecca was my grandma's partner. But we called yeah. her we called her aunt. But they were every time.
0: Every time, sorry to say this, every time literally anyone has like older members of their family that are queer, I'm literally like, okay, that's just like transparent.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, LA, gay, it's just
0: like. I, well, literally, yeah, no, it's, I mean, I'm not gonna, it's truly like that. I'm the trans- season
3: went, just like transparent.
0: <laughs> the
1: season, when they like
0: went back to the 30s or whatever, I was like, uh-huh. this is groundbreaking. <laughs>
1: Spike, when um, when your parents told you that they weren't actually married, did you go, well, I love a reveal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, so, oh, my God, and rose petals fell No, over
3: no, it. My moment. <laughs> I um, I'm it. on this
2: reveal. I had a
3: fucking <laughs> spicy-ass reveal to my parents one time, actually, where they I was about arguing. I wanted to move to New York just to straight-up do comedy because I started <laughs> doing comedy when I was like 13-ish, 15-ish, like just in little like talent show or like kids comedy, like formats, not like they were putting me up on stage somewhere like <laughs> a 15 year old, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, at the comedy store. <laughs>
3: in the clown room when I was 16 years old. Um,
0: which, uh, at the um, comedy store at 13.
3: No, but it was at the improv. <laughs> Did on... I get the light? Sorry, so it, go ahead. It was at the improv on Melrose, but it was oh. at in-, in daylight.
2: Mm. so like
3: the actual things that happen at night with adults and then they would have like child hour for like the parents of the children whoa yeah it was really goofy but i wanted to go right after high school just to new york to do comedy i didn't want to go to college and going to college was only to appease my parents that i would get a degree so that i could have something that i could actually go into because they were again even though they're like yes you are funny they were like don't bank on this because it's not stable and You know, like they just discouraged me from making it my only avenue until they realized that like I was going to be self-sufficient no matter what. And part of the argument we're having when I wanted to leave home was they were saying how I hadn't been exposed to like the real world or I was naive or they had been sheltering me in some way, like, you know, you don't even know how to drive and whatever, these things like that. I still don't know how to drive because but that's because I'm gay, not because I'm naive. Right. (laughs) And um I Remember in this triumphant moment, like thinking, Oh, I'm going to get one over on them. I'm going to tell them this thing that I did that I went through all by myself without telling them two years ago. And I was like, that's not true. I can do things for myself. I got an abortion all on my own. And it was like
0: what a great what a great uh, time to whip that out as an argument.
3: (laughs) Shattered reality. And imagine
0: them uh, reacting being like, oh, good point. I guess you do. Can do stuff. I
3: literally thought that that was what what was going to happen. I thought that they would go, well, I'm proud of you and amazing. (laughs) So here's the keys. Like it was just they were so sad and upset that I didn't turn to them for help in these moments. But it was just another thing of me like finding my own way and kind of becoming my own person. Before I had like language for the my gender and all these things, like. But yeah, that was definitely a a lifetime movie moment. I was like, I had an abortion, and you wouldn't help me, and I didn't need your help. <laughs>
0: Suddenly, <laughs> the lighting changed. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Your, your sister's off screen. She's like in on it. And
3: she like <laughs> she's dims like the lighting, through, like Lizzie McGuire, like <laughs> walking on the corner, like this is weird, right? And walks away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh God! The, I have to say the cartoon. Lizzie, like The idea that Lizzie McGuire's Inner Thoughts are a cartoon yes. was such a game-changing moment it's in right. all of film and TV.
3: Yeah, it's an amazing device.
1: Look, it's a good show. I, I don't it's know a good want. show. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we get to your topic? Oh, my God, we have to get into the topic. I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
3: No, 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 no it's fine. not your fault. No, you, no, as I'm you sorry.
0: know, this is very common. Um, but I want you to first... Uh, You came prepared with a kind of a a title in a very, I would say, grad school way. Yeah, I was going to say it's
1: very Georgian.
0: Very Georgian. (laughs) Um, And so I want you to tell us the title of your presentation, and then you'll have 45 minutes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'll take a short recess. Um, (laughs) So yeah, this is is the title of my um, dissertation. I've been working on it for the last five and a half years, mm. um, I received uh, several grants from the um, Toilet Water Institute of America uh, <laughs> they're sponsoring me. God, and they're hard to get. I know. I was like,
0: oh my God. <laughs> well, as you, you know, Spike, me? one of our sponsors is actually ice water and toilet oh, water goodness. is one of the big competitors of ice water.
3: Oh, so- ice water. Oh my God. I'm ready for my water. I, mean, I-, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I hope it's okay that I just said the catchphrase, even though I'm not endorsed. I mean, you'll I mean, probably get fined, but that's okay. Yeah, I, I am t- toilet water. It's fine. Uh-huh. So,
0: but thank you for disclosing that all your research was funded by toilet water.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. It, so this is the title. <clears throat> Dogs. A Study of Heterosexuality's Effect on Non-Human Entities.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: And
3: that's kind of the topic that I bring you gentlemen here today. I love it. So, well, I there guess... are
0: two. Sorry, go ahead, Sam. No, you go. Well, all I was going to say that there are two elements. One is discussing <laughs> dogs as a straight topic, which I do think there's so much there. I mean, a golden retriever is kind of the classic straight yes, pet. Exactly. Um, e- even other dogs, like a beagle, I think, has certain associations, or or even a poodle, or even a labradoodle. Absolutely. There are, it's like different, different types of straight people. But then there's a second part, which I think is also interesting which is heterosexuality is something that we think of as a human practice and activity and identity but in fact it shapes the world around us even the non-human parts of that world and that I think is kind of the second part of what you're saying yeah so so but I'll, I'll let you take the lead in terms of uh, you know, where you want to open.
3: Thank you, George. So, just <laughs> Second point. Um, I would like to explain that the way that compulsory heterosexuality has afflicted and infected all areas of culture, but specifically focusing my lens on dog human interaction in a public space. Uh, For example, the dog park.
2: Mm -hmm. It is
3: not uncommon to see at the dog park both compulsory heterosexuality being foisted upon dogs in their relation with each other and their relation with human beings. For instance, have either of you gentlemen ever attended a dog park before?
1: Oh, actually, I have. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Well, then you probably know the type of dog that comes over, goes belly up immediately. And then, you know, the owner comes up apologetically saying, sorry, my dog is such a slut. (laughs) <laughs> this is something that i observe often that not only is it shameful to in the way that they're delineating this word something that many people are empowered by but they are categorizing the dog's need for and display of desire for affection yes. as being inherently a nuisance when and sexual the purpose and sexual when it is the purpose of the companion animal to seek positive reinforced affection and there is no sex involved and the dog is not coming on to you thereby removing the element of arousal
0: yes i mean well it's also like you i mean exactly as you said in in their domestication dogs have been have to shoulder the burden of their entire raison (laughs) d'etre <laughs> being <What? laughs> on it, yes. Being that they are there to like make humans feel loved and comfortable, and then they, you know, already having been taken out of their natural habitat, having been bred, bred for so many centuries, try to do the one thing they are good at and the one thing they know how to do, and immediately you're calling them sluts.
3: Yes, I've I've had so many interactions where, in my almost eight years dog walking. Um, where I've seen humans blame their dogs for behaviors that to dogs is normal given the situation. And for a human, yes, that would be insane. If you lunged at me screaming because I passed you by, that would be crazy. But since it was a dog doing it, and I came from around a corner, it makes more sense. But the person who is the entity that's being yelled at, is, of course, the dog by the human, even though they are the one at fault. But I digress. Mm -hmm. Um, Going back to the dog park analogy, there's another dynamic that I want to shed light on, which is the male dog owner with the male dog, it doesn't matter if he's castrated the dog or not, but more often than not, watching his male uncastrated dog hump another male dog. Mm. Now, this, we see the man, the presumed heterosexual man, take two modes. The first mode is the shut it down out of shame. Like, not my gay dog. My dog can't be gay. <laughs> Hashtag not my gay dog. Hashtag not my gay dog. <laughs> and the second mode is stone cold ignoring the situation because to even acknowledge it is gay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that is always... Um, the humping at the dog park in general is like really forces some people to make some choices. Yeah. They have to like confront um, (laughs) sex and like playfulness in like the same sentence. And they have to do it like they very rarely do it tactfully.
3: Yes. One of the other ways that it's, you know, that's, that's a gay panic example that I'm giving you where he's seeing the male on male dog um, fraternization, if you will. And he's feeling threatened by it for his own sexuality, but his own insecurity in the sexuality. But there's also the comp head, which is compulsory heterosexuality, yeah. Elements of um, um of saying, Oh, their boyfriend and girlfriend about the Ooh, dogs who are right. doing whatever, chasing a ball, licking each other's assholes. Like, that doesn't necessarily mean you're in a relationship. <laughs> like <Right. laughs> you know, it's like try to tell people in the non-heterosexual community that licking ass means you're in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do it. Um, so that's just another one of the many ways in which dogs are, um, bearing the burden of man's insecurity. In terms exactly. Of wow.
0: Well, what I'm hearing also is like, so here's the, the interesting thing. The, the forms of homophobia that are now considered taboo in the human world, you can still, uh, perform
1: in the dog world. Yes. Well, and so it's you compulsory, like, yes. they, like do it by instinct because As, yeah. it just is like,
3: uh, And as well as the adherence to a binary gender expression. Yes. Or a kind of an incredulity at uh, one's dog being misgendered is something that I come across often from heterosexual owners. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, I try not to gender dogs constantly, (laughs) not wanting to be misgendered myself. I try Mm -hmm. to just kind of go through the world in a neutral way. Um, But I will say, you know, your dog is so cute. What is her name? And it's always this venomous, his name is Brutus. <laughs> and it's like, I'm sorry, Brutus is 11 inches tall.
2: And, <laughs> right. You
3: know, I, I'm just throwing out pronouns, hoping one will land. Yeah. I didn't mean to insult you. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm being misgendered by them one moment later. And it's it's like insane of me to say anything about it.
1: Right. Uh, I, yes. I... Um, you know on the other side of the coin, you know, I sort of uh imbue my dog Gizmo with um some sort of uh gay stuff sometimes. <laughs> uh, you know, no. we'll, be, we'll be walking, he'll be sort of sniffing some piss, and I'll say, Gizmo is such a little piss pig. Oh my god, and he'll he'll sniff that piss, and his like you know, his mouth will start like clicking because he like yes, and he, he
3: like flaps his lower lip with the yeah, savoring the flavor of the stranger.
0: Yeah. Well similarly, when I lived in Boston, I lived with my <laughs>
1: <Please>. <laughs> what? No, no, come on. No, I love where this is going. Yeah. Tell me about your piss pig experience, George. Yeah. In
0: Boston, <laughs> no, it's actually pig. the opposite of this because Sam is projecting a piss pig identity onto his dog. Whereas what I did was so I used to live with um one of my best friends, Miranda, and we there was a mouse in our apartment. <laughs>
1: I don't know what you guys are laughing at. Sam is mean, like projecting. Yeah, projecting a yeah. pig identity onto his dog. It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
0: Sorry, I was I was I was so in academic mode that I didn't realize what I was saying had any humor to it. <laughs> um we had a mouse in our apartment that was that would that lived under the stove and like uh or you know under the oven. And it would come out, you know, every few days you would it would kind of take a couple of steps and then as soon as it noticed any kind of movement it would go right back in. and there was just nothing we could do about it. And my roommate Miranda who is a queer woman uh decided the mouse was a lesbian and <laughs> and a, and a very kind of um I would say she a, a very dignified lesbian.
2: Wow.
0: And in and and kind of created this personality around the mouse that then really made me when i would see the mouse i would be like good for her like good for her for taking up space
3: (laughs) yes wow did she name the mouse
0: the the mouse's name i think was mouse
3: honestly i know (laughs) a person named mouse so (laughs) it's not uncommon
0: but also, but this is the other thing is often because we named the mouse mouse, and and mouse, again, now I'm falling into the traps that you were describing, Spike, mouse to me seems somewhat male-coded. So I would often be like, oh, mouse, mouse you know, right, I saw yeah. a mouse and mouse he was XYZ. <laughs> and then Miranda would say, you mean she.
3: Oh, wow. Oh. Or was it Miranda's exertion of control over those allowed her space that kept her wanting a sort of... A-
0: well, now you're... Not, see, again, Miranda as a white lesbian, famously, you know, a group of people who are very good at um, making spaces <laughs> exclusionary.
3: flocking <Yes>, together.
0: <laughs> exactly. Maybe this was kind of a Lilith Fair situation where she was like, uh, my mouse is a lesbian and she's allowed here.
3: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, it's it's interesting to see the way that we project onto creatures that never have displayed an indication that they could be anything except like um pure beings emancipated from the i would say the burden and curse of sexuality
1: (laughs) right right uh i um think one of the most embarrassing things uh, dog related as a kid is say you go over to like your parents friend's house and they have a dog and the dog comes and like sits by you and you're like petting the dog and you're like a kid at an adult adult's house. So this, like this is sort of your only thing to connect with. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, Oh my God, who's your friend? Who Who's your friend? And I'm like, it's the, it's your dog. Like don't ask me who my friend, like your dog's just being a dog to me. Yeah. Like, it puts, it's very like, this is sort of a different uh, level of this where it's when people look at kids and like, are like, you're an animal that can't be talked to in a yeah. real way
3: yeah yeah well that's, it's that's funny i look at kids for sure
0: <laughs> kids. I'm well the like, kid ah! thing also is like <laughs> literally like looking at a little boy and it's like he's gonna be a real lady killer one day yeah, and you're perfect.
3: like <laughs> it's like when people describe dogs as being sexy it's just like that's fucked up
0: right yeah. just say
3: majestic
0: <laughs> when i was in college there was like a movement in I mean, I don't know if I would call this a movement rather than just two people that I knew that then ended up becoming famous queer influencers and ultimately canceled.
2: (laughs) Whoa.
0: (laughs) I'll tell you off mic, but one of them was very much into the idea of interspecies romantic love.
3: Into it as in like not for me but like
0: for as a theoretical almost as like a theoretical framework so uh, i think it was more of a way of like thinking of humans as part of nature and like there can be relationships anywhere there can be whatever and so one time as a joke i was like so where do you stand on bestiality and they were like well i mean they were literally (laughs) like i mean that's a bigger conversation
2: (laughs) i was like (laughs) honestly that sucks
1: (laughs) okay this is my impression of that influencer um yeah I mean bro like I'm not into like into it into it but like as a theoretical framework yeah like it's cool like I'm not I don't like it but like as a theoretical framework like come on yeah like so you're in the ocean and you're naked and
3: the dolphin comes by it's like you're just gonna you know I mean
0: I do think if we're gonna have bestiality we might as well do it with marine creatures
3: and tell me why
2: it
0: just seems more it's, there's more of a tradition of like mermaids and the right. shape of water like that seems less well, unnatural water a
1: tradition it came out a few years ago yeah but go ahead yeah <laughs> yes yes
0: um anyway and with that uh i think maybe we're ready for our final segment wow is that crazy wait am i nuts should i literally jump off my window
1: jump no, you Jump can off stay in. inside your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we could do shout-outs, our final segment. I mean... <laughs>
3: you mean, cool. Yeah, no, I definitely remembered that. But do you, <laughs> you have any... Um, you
1: know, this has all been very um essay-ish. And very educational. Educational. Do you have any concluding yes. thoughts on um this topic?
3: I, you know, I just want everyone to sort of step back from the ways that they place themselves and their desires on these animals these innocent right. beings but um also at the end of the day what really matters is like are you are you taking care of them and taking care of yourself so totally no judgment here unless it happens in front of me in which case you better run
1: <laughs> <laughs> um well i think I think we need to know our final sag.
0: Yeah. Do you think now it's like people who listen to this, maybe will see Spike at the dog park and wanting to overcompensate, will go up to them and be like, Oh, you better. This is my non-binary dog.
3: (laughs) Anyone who does that trust that I will, I will never forget you. (laughs) That's all I'll say. Um, But I'm, I'm walking too fast. You know, I don't go to the dog park. We're, we're on structured pack walks. We're like Mm -hmm. together as a unit moving through the world and communicating as like one organism. Um, So if you see me on the street and I have a lot of dogs, take a picture of me, DM it to me and we can hang out another time. (laughs) I'm serious. Like I don't, the other day I ran into some people and I said hi to them on the street and I was with two dogs and it set off the dogs in a very excited way because usually I'm the only person that they're with and it made me, unable to participate in the human aspect of the interaction. Cause I was so busy trying to make the dogs. Okay.
1: Right. So
3: that's what I would say.
1: <laughs> wow. Well, <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> our final segment is um, called shout outs and you give a, a shout out in the style of a radio shout out or, you know, TRL it's 2001. You're shouting at your squad, but for something that you like, and it can be anything in the whole wide world. Um, George, do you have one?
0: sure why not what's up listeners i want to give a quick shout out to the one light the one lamp out of eight lamps on my ceiling that that has decided to flicker on and off constantly when i turn on my lights i think you are kind of the quirky dare i say queer one of the bunch and as much as i keep putting off getting you fixed part of me is like maybe this is what you're meant like this is your way of expressing yourself and i should listen to that and see what you're trying to tell me rather than try to fit you into the mold of the rest of your light bulb siblings um meanwhile you know realizing that this then means i literally cannot turn on my lights and have to look very ghostly with this um one you know, listeners can't see this, but there is one very pale light kind of grazing one side of my face because I cannot turn on the lights on my ceiling. But I do want to just give a quick shout out to the one queer light bulb in my apartment. I have not decided yet whether I will try to convert you or not. Stay
1: tuned. Woo! Um, okay. What's up, listeners? Um, I just want to give a huge shout out to high school movies that take place in LA. I have always seen these movies and been like, what world is this? I've never seen a high school like this. I've never seen people like this. And I've never seen uh, people act this way. And you know what? I'm learning today that that is my own personal bias. Yeah, I moved around the Midwest and the South, but LA is a very, very different place. And it is real. And it exists. And I will not erase. Los Angeles high schools, sometimes they're outdoors, and that is awesome. Woo! I love you, Los Angeles high school movies. Woo! Woo!
3: My little sister went to Beverly Hills High. Wow. Isn't that a crazy sentence? She was a cheerleader at Beverly Hills High. (gasps) Can you just...
0: Oh my God, should I expose her as being a comedian who used to be a cheerleader?
3: I think it's like part of her shtick at some point that she's like, now I'm here. Right. I was this, but look at... I don't know. She's really funny though. But um yeah, that is what what LA high schools be like. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, sorry. <clears throat> oh yeah, whenever you're ready. <laughs> What's up everybody out there in radio land? You've got your <laughs> dial set to the right station. It's <laughs> me, it's Spike, and you're listening to me on the radio um thank you so much for taking my call i'm so excited to have been the second caller uh i call in every single day and i never get through so um, i just want to give a shout out um to every single dog that i've ever met thank you so much i love you um i'm really proud to have known you and um even though i am allergic to dogs i really appreciate you being there for me Throughout my life, and thank you for existing, despite the fact of the ways that humankind treats you on a whole.
1: Oh, this is So sweet. That was very sweet. You know, that
0: wow! Like to really go from kind of an academic rigor to a um, to 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 a broad sort of empathy, and reveal <laughs> last minute that you are, in fact, not that you are allergic to dogs, and despite that, yes. they've had such a a big uh, positive influence in your life. Was very. Um, very heartwarming.
1: Yeah. Also, you know, just as a as a form, you know, normally we go for the loud, uh, the the, the goofy, and I think to sort of turn the radio shout out into a very real, like the Delilah style. Oh yeah, yeah, is um, a real twist of the genre and um, genius.
3: Thank you. I have a radio.
1: <laughs> I listen. Thank you. To I have radio. a radio.
3: <laughs> I love my radio
1: (laughs) i remember loving delilah and thinking it was like so touching and being like this is insane that people feel this way still on
0: she is they just interviewed her on like fresh air or the daily or something she
3: has like a million adopted children really her whole she has like there's a picture of her posing like amongst and picture is super far away to fit like all the kids that she's adopted
0: Whoa, wow, yeah. is she that gives me a little Christian? Yeah, is she a
3: trumper? It, it definitely do. I don't know, but she's definitely someone who, like, just wants you to be okay at the end of the night, no matter where you are. If you're listening alone or if you're listening together, it's Delilah, it's like <laughs> that vibes.
1: Wow, damn, I Incredible. love Delilah. Okay, well, this has been wonderful. Um, thank you, thank Spike. you Spike, for doing the
0: What a delight. <laughs>